welcome, welcome to the Social Stylist Podcast. My name is Lindsay Pruitt, and I'm here to help you navigate the social space. So grab your favorite drink, pull up a chair, and let's get social. Hello, Kelly. I'm so happy to have you here today on the Social Stylist Podcast. So tell the audience more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Kelly. I am a multifaceted business owner. I own a seven-figure hair salon in Richmond, Virginia. I've had that for 14 years. And then three years ago, I branched out into the online space. So now I actually coach other salon owners how to successfully run their business and find joy and fulfillment in the process, which I think is very important. So yeah, that's a little bit about my story. Wow. That's amazing. I, of course, have stalked you on social media and I just think you are just, you have a wealth of knowledge. And so that's why I'm so excited to have you on here today. And literally before we even started the show, I said, you know what, like, what do you want to talk about? Because she truly, you guys will have to go, you know, find her on Instagram. She has so many good resources out there. So many great pieces of content that you can really benefit from. And so Today, we are going to kind of talk a little bit more about growth strategies, though, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into this, especially with the new year coming. I think it's like so important to actually start planning now for 2024 versus waiting till January, like a lot of people speak on, you know, like January 1st, let's talk about our goals. It's like, actually, like we really need to be talking about those things and how to grow and get there now. How do you feel about that? A hundred percent. I am always telling people October is when you should be looking at like what those January goals are going to be. I even set a, a date in my calendar to make sure that I'm looking ahead and I'm marking off all of the holidays. I'm planning the time off that I want. Even I always say it's better to put it on there and take it off than it is to wish it was there and you didn't mark it. Um, so I think it's a great time. And then start looking at this year and what went well, what didn't go well, what are you hoping to change for the new year? So you're right. I think a lot of times we wait until January as this time to make these new resolutions, but we really should be looking at it now so that we're creating the plan for January. And when January comes, we begin executing. Yeah, totally. And Every year that I did that, where, you know, I was actually setting these goals earlier than January is where I really had the most successful quarter one and quarter two, because I didn't feel like I was quote unquote behind. Right. And like feeling like I needed to catch up and that things were rushed and stuff like that. And so I think it's just going to be important to also look at marking off time to, to actually spend time inside your business in this way, because I mean, it's such a busy time of year, but even carving out like an hour, I know for me is huge just to sit and like really think about where I want to go and what it's going to actually take to get there. Yeah. And I agree. I think too, like we always tend to act so surprised when things come up. So it's like, we know that January and February are notoriously slow in the salon. Right. And so then it comes and we act so surprised by it. We're like, Oh, or we're, we're miserable by it. Where instead, if we like foreshadow what's going to happen, we can put a plan in place. You know, maybe we plan a gift certificate promotion that drives people into those months, or maybe we have a retail promotion already ready to go so that we're planning for that as well as even just planning for the year. Again, it's like some of these things like 
the washing machine malfunctions and now we have to replace it. And it's like, we act so surprised by that, but we know it's going to happen. We use it on a daily basis. So I think if you kind of look ahead at like the potentials that could happen throughout the year and what can you do now to put in place so that it isn't so much of a surprise or even such a detriment to the business, better to have that plan going into a brand new year. For sure. And I love the analogy that you give because it it's true. Like we know when these slow times happen around, you know, they're similar each year. So it's just so important to actually like plan for those things. So what do you suggest that they actually start doing now? What does planning really look like? You know, like what do they need to be doing to solidify that like really great plan for 2024? Yeah, I think the first thing is just to sit down and look at the year as a whole and like, what are your goals for the year? And not just financial goals, like how much time do you want to be working? How much time do you want to spend on your business versus behind the chair? Those types of things. What holidays do you want to offer your team is like creating that plan now and starting to take the action to make that happen. And then financially, I think it's really important to look and start asking yourself, what you did this year, where you're at, where you see potential. And not every year is going to have growth. I lost four professionals this year for various different reasons. And so it's definitely going to impact me for next year. I can't focus on the fact that my revenue may be lower. I need to focus on where do I want to be next year and what can I do to make that happen with the team that I currently have. So I think it's important to use certain tools. I do have a growth tracker actually that I've just created. It should be out very soon to help really do that. So it looks at your previous year. It looks at your goal for the upcoming year. And then it helps you to measure and monitor where you're at so that you can see how to adapt and make those changes. And so I think it's really one of my favorite quotes I learned from Nick Rojo is like, what is measured can be grown. So I think right now is really starting to take a look at the measurements really starting to assess what went well, what didn't, and start making a plan so that the next year is a little bit more aligned with what those goals are. I'm excited to see this growth tracker. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's so exciting. That's exactly what I personally need because something, so this is like my first year in this business as a social media manager. And so I really didn't know kind of what to expect. And so next year, I'm really excited because I'm like, okay, I can kind of actually like predict some type of growth inside my business. But I mean, you can tell them too on what you advise them to do. But I know for me, like I actually have set aside time each quarter to actually look at, okay, what's happened this quarter already? What do I need to do to, you know, course correct even for quarter two or quarter three or whatever? Because I just felt like this past year, since I didn't really know, I was just kind of like all over the place. What do you suggest people that are maybe like, just starting out on their own in their business? Like, what do you suggest that they do just to be able to like actually see the growth and not feel like they're just, you know, trying to keep up with everything? Yeah. And I I mean, I think tracking it is the way to go. And like something that you just said made me think of this is like, even though we're tracking for growth, it's also sometimes really good to be able to look backwards in whatever tool you're using to track to see how far you've come. Because I think like as we grow, we always have these eyes of potential. So it's like, okay, I've achieved this, which means I can achieve more and then I can achieve more. And we're always looking at where we can go that we're forgetting sometimes to turn around and look how far we've come. And so having something like that, especially in those early phases, because we get into comparisonitis where we're looking at other businesses and we feel like we're not as good because we're not where they are. 
you know, I've been doing this for 14 years. So somebody who's in their first year of business isn't going to be where I'm at. So I think the only person you need to be measuring yourself against is is you. And so starting now with something that is tracking that progress, even if you're only looking two, three months, you know, you want to be able to see where you can grow and how you can, but also how far you've come. Yes. I love that because I personally do not take the opportunity to look back. It's always like in that frame of mind of, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And usually someone on my team and my family has to kind of like reel me in and be like, listen, you need to look at where you have come versus just focusing on, I'm going to grow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so I love that reminder because it really is, it's so easy to get stuck in that like cycle of growth that we really don't take that pause. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. What is in your course, masterclass, whatever you're calling it, what are you specifically teaching on that you feel like you want to speak on here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the mastermind, it really is, I like to call it almost like a business in a box. So it's for people who, you know, I think as hairdressers, we just think like the first step is to like get into a salon, learn, get as much education. And then it's like the natural flow is like, oh, I'm supposed to open my own business because that means I've grown in my career. And a lot of people get into entrepreneurship that probably shouldn't be or didn't have the tools or the knowledge, and then they get overwhelmed. So you can run on the adrenaline and excitement, but for so long. And then after a while, it's like it starts catching up with you. And mm-hmm. so the program that I teach, I always describe it as like when you watch those home improvement shows and they come in and they like clear out your pantry and they throw away anything that's expired and then put in baskets and label it and make it all pretty. That's kind of what I like to do for your business is like come in and say, okay, you've got a good grip on things, but it's just a little chaotic. So let's go in and really systemize things and automate things and learn how to step away from behind the chair, but not sacrifice your income. There's tips and techniques. And also like how much time should you be dedicating on your business? Because again, I think we hear if you're working in it, you've only created a job for yourself. That's in my opinion, not always necessarily true. I think it directly correlates to the size of your team, to the size of your revenue. Not all teams need you to be available seven days a week. You know, it may be that you just need one day a week. So it's really just learning like what the needs of your business are, how to systemize it. You know, the three main pillars are the systems, leadership skills, which I think a lot of people lack and the financial piece. So financials, of course, are really big. So those are the three main areas that we talk about. And I think works really well, even in this conversation with like growth strategies, because having a grip on those three pillars really helps you to keep focus on where you're going. Yeah, for sure. And especially the leadership aspect, I feel like that is just a huge thing that is lacking and missed in the industry just as a whole. Doesn't matter where you're at in your journey, it's just lacking. I feel like those skills have just like not been passed down or they haven't been taught. And I love that this is something that you're like bringing to the industry specifically is that leadership skill, whether you have your own studio, whether you have a giant team, it's like you, it's really important to learn how to actually like be a true leader. And I know for me personally, whenever I had my salon, that was something that I realized that I was lacking that I was like, wow, I really thought that I knew how to be a leader from watching all of these people. You know, I worked with some really great people, but I was like, wow, I really didn't know what that truly meant and what it was going to take to be a great leader. So I love that you're like directly speaking on that because that is a huge part of growth is, you know, you you can have the financials, you can have all of those things, but I, I really think all three of those together, that's really what makes a very strong business. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think like, if you want to learn the most about yourself, step into leadership. <laughs> where, For sure. Oh my gosh. Everything starts coming out, right? I mean, that's where you learn your, yeah, I'm a pleaser or that's mm-hmm. where you learn, you know, I always say you're either like a pleasing Patty or a bitching Betty. So like, you're either like <laughs> being walked all over or you're just like bombarding everybody, but there is actually a way and a technique to feel in control of your business, to gain respect and also be well liked. And I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. And in in a way of being liked, they tend to sacrifice too much and become that pleasing patty. And then a lot of times what happens is you do that for so long and you just can't take it anymore. So you step into that bitching buddy. And it just doesn't have to be either of those things. You really can lead in a way that's with integrity and still have, I hate the word control because it's not control, but still have control and respect from your team. Yeah. And I think you're 100% right. Like it is one or the other, at least like from my own personal experience. But I have had some really great leaders really lead with that integrity role. And that was like always the culture and the space that even like myself and my clients absolutely loved was whenever those leaders were showing up in that role versus just, you know, someone that was being walked all over or someone that was just like, this is my kingdom basically. And this is how things are going to go. So I love that you're specifically speaking on that because it is something that I do feel like is lacking. Because I always do feel like whenever people talk about growth, it's always about the financials right? Like that's what everyone wants to see is like growth and financials. Every certification, every class that you take is about how to make more money. But it's like, why are we not kind of reeling it back a little bit and learning these other skills to really propel yourself forward? Yeah. I think there's so much to personal development and growing as a person. It's every bit as important as the financial side of it. And I think that if you dedicate the time to being the best leader and showing up and like serving your team. And that's, you know, you said before, you know, that the kingdom type of mentality. And it's like, no, it's actually my job to serve my team. And if you have that switch in narrative, you will find the rest of it comes. But I've had to learn how to really do the personal development, getting to know myself and where those triggers are, where the limiting beliefs are in order to, you know, lead with fairness and integrity And once you do that and you create that type of environment, the money comes. So it's really neat. If you focus on just the money, it's not going to come in the same way as when you're focusing on the personal growth. For sure. And I love, again, that you're like bringing that up too, because whenever I see people and like coaches and stuff, and they're talking about mindset and all these things, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Because these coaches over here are talking about how I need systems and how I need this and how I need that. But then these coaches are really leaning into the personal development. And it's just so interesting that in the different parts of my journey is like whenever I actually needed, you know, more of that personal development versus the systems and processes. But I love how you really speak on both and how both are really important to know and, you know, gain knowledge around versus just focusing on one or the other. And so I kind of want to dive more into like the mindset side of growth because growth is hard. Growth is scary. Growth is all of the things. It's exciting, but man, like keeping a really strong mindset in business is extremely hard. So what tips do you have to kind of keep like your mindset in that growth mindset without feeling overwhelmed and all that. Yeah. You know, it was interesting this year. I really worked a lot because I've, you know, I've done a lot of mindset work and personal development. And the word that always comes up is gratitude. So like practice gratitude. 
And I did that for so long. It's like, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my partner and my kid and my business. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But it was like, it never felt like enough. And so what we really worked on this year was not just being grateful, but being content. And like, could I be content with the life that I have? If I never got anything else, would I be okay? Would I be happy with that? And the answer was yes. Like I have a beautiful life. I love what I have. And I think for most people, if we just stop for a second and stop looking at how much more we want, we do realize like, I am pretty content. I live a pretty good life. And so when you do that, you start realizing that the growth gets to be fun. And like, it's like everything else gets to be for the hell of it. And then you're not always living. And it really is a mindset shift, right? It's like, I'm so content. I always, I've said recently this year, like I would actually like freeze my life if I knew it could stay like this forever, but I wouldn't lose anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I might take that deal. Like I would never grow, but I would never lose, right? Because right mm-hmm. now it's like I've built all of these things and there's always that underlying fear of like, what if it all crumbled? But I think from there, it's like, it doesn't mean that you don't ever stop wanting to grow and that you don't focus on growth, but can you find true contentment in what you have now. And I just really loved working on that this year. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's coming back to that, like taking that pause again and just like really sitting and feeling and being like in who you are today. And, you know, looking back and being like, wow, look how far I've come, all of that good stuff. And yeah, I think that's just incredibly important, especially with growing a business and all the things. And so is there anything else that you want to leave with us today? Any thought, any closing thoughts, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I think just tying into all of this, it's like just remembering like the human aspect of it all. I think sometimes like when we get so focused on business and growth and all of these different things, I think that we forget that like the clients are human. So like, let's make sure that we're really perfecting that client experience, you know, when they come in, I think remembering that your staff are human beings. And so like treating them the way you wanted to be treated when you were an employee, I think is so important. And then remembering that you are too, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I always say like the the clients are human, the stylists are human and the owner is human. And if we all really treat each other in that way, then it's going to work really harmoniously. And I think that that is just so important. Then you can start putting in the tools, like the systems and the boundaries and the growth tools, like the growth tracker and things like that. So I think all of that is really just one of the most important pieces of it all is just really making sure that you're keeping this a human service-based business. And if you keep that at the forefront, I feel like you can't help but be successful. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that and for everything today, for joining us here on the podcast. Tell the audience where they can find you, what's coming up for you, all that exciting stuff. Yes, we've got some really exciting stuff. My website has just been redone. We launched it this week. It is so beautiful. So you can find a lot of my resources there. It's scissorsmakesense.com. So you can see about my programs. I'll have a new mastermind starting in March of next year. In February, we are going to Tulum, Mexico for a retreat. And there are three spots still available. So by the time this comes out, if they're still available, I would love to have anyone listening join. And that's really about the self-development. It's filling up your cup. We're doing 
you know, some woo-woo workshops and some excursions and really good meal and sisterhood and bonding. So I'm very, very excited about that. Of course, I've always got the book if anyone's interested in just starting and then the growth tracker coming out for, we're hoping for Black Friday. So lots and lots of exciting stuff. You can find me on my website and I hang out on Instagram. Scissors makes sense. And I love talking with people in the DM. So if anytime there's questions or advice or anything, you know, just shoot me a message. I love connecting. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This was incredible. So go and make sure that you're following Kelly. She is amazing. And I will see you guys next week. Talk soon.